Welcome to Get Set, an old girls entertainment podcast where we talk set life and stories as three women in the TV and film industry, plus our guests. Yeah, and today we have Carlos Sanchez, who is not a woman. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he is a director of photography, a director, and a producer, right? With Anonymous Creature. That is correct. Yes, yeah. my, uh, my production company. Yep, production company. So, hey, Carlos, thanks for joining us today. A little bit about us. Carlos and I met in San Francisco State University when we were in thesis class, right? Or mm -hmm. did we have another class that we knew? I don't think so. And if we did, I probably didn't even notice because I think my first year in school, I spoke to nobody. Mm, nice. Yeah. Good yeah. networking skills right there. <laughs> yeah, strong. Okay. Strong. He's doing fine. He's doing... Yeah, so hey, how you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's get you guys, get you started today. <laughs> You're killing it. What? <laughs> I am killing it really You're doing bad. great. I'm so excited to see you, Carlos. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Has it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember the last time oh, I saw you. Actually, I do remember. Last time we, uh, us, at least us three hung out was when we went to the... <laughs> say it say it when we went to the what, what's that thing called the last show no no, no. no. <laughs> i know i'm like the arcade, the arcade the arcade thank oh, you yeah. the arcade. Oh, let's talk about how you got started mm -hmm. so the way i got started was first i think uh with like an interest into photography and just at the same time a friend of mine showed me a video of casey neistat and it was like a two minute video or like two and a half minute video on youtube that he made of this like I don't know if you were, if you any of you ever seen this like butter brand that has like a little native woman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the stupid video is that he cuts, he buys two of them. Land of lakes. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> so he buys these, like two of them and he makes like a cutout and this is really stupid and it's probably like super inappropriate because I'm like with women and he like cuts like the breast area right where he's like holding the thing so and then he like puts the knees of the other package there and he just like lifts it. And he thinks it's like the funniest thing because it looks like it's boobs, you know. And it's like, and, 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 and like, and like and this like, is what happens when we bring men. I know, the show. I know. Well, you asked me. I'm being honest. Okay, you know? okay. I'm being honest. No, this is amazing. No, yeah. and, and it was like, and, and like I thought it was like so. so was it like stupid. a stop, stop motion thing? Or? No, no, no. So. It was like like with real, you know, with real video. And I thought it was so stupid. And I was like, why would anybody like do that? You know. But he was like so happy. He thought it was like hilarious. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. So after that, I like watch a lot of his stuff, and it's like same thing, like two minute, three minute videos. And really cool. He actually made. I don't know if you guys remember the the, the like little bracelet that Nike used to have. It's like a long time ago. It's like I think they had it for like a year, and then that was it. Like he made a commercial for them. Mm -hmm. The 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 funny thing is that he pretty much used all the budget, and he like traveled the world with his camera and a friend of his. And like the whole video, the whole commercial is just him running like different places in the world. So that was actually like the first like Nike big like barrel video. Was that he the director? Yeah, he the... was the director. Okay. Yeah, he was a director, but I mean, he's just such a character. He yeah. always kind of like puts himself in his project sometimes, and he works, you know, because like people love him. Yeah. Um. Sure so. He has a fan base. Yeah, huge fan. I mean, on YouTube, he became like the biggest blogger because like he like filmed like blogs really like like an actual film, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so once I started like watching those videos, I was like, oh, like I kind of want to do that like with other stuff, right? Like if he can do it, like I can do it. So that's when I started doing that. I started taking a lot of photos. Had a concussion playing soccer. After that, I had a lot of free time. <laughs> and no, which is which is the truth, yeah. you know. Like when you started taking photos, what were you taking them on, like your iPhone or my iPhone? Like, I think it was like yeah. an iPhone 
six, I want to say. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because, like I was saying with the concussion thing, I had a lot of free time. And yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I started going to the beach more often than usual. Lucky me that I grew up in San Diego. And I used to, like, be just enamored by sunsets and palm trees. Super basic. But, like, I think it really taught me how to frame stuff, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I, I would use a palm tree. I was like, oh, that's a person. Like, how am I going to frame it? You know, yeah. so it looks like very aesthetic or whatever is correct. So I think it helped me a lot. And then from there, I started taking just like a bunch of random photos and working at the observatory in our park as an in-house uh, concert photographer mm -hmm. in, in San Diego, which wow. was really fun because, I mean, I took like photos, concerts of like Foster the People. Cool. The, um, They're great photos, too. Oh, thank you. They're kick-ass. Thank you. Um, I should have not gotten that job, by the way, because the way I got it, actually, I sneaked in a point-and-shoot to a concert that I went with this girl that I was in at the time. Mm -hmm. And because, like, that camera was touchscreen, I acted as the the camera was, like, on my phone. So I left my phone in the car, and the camera, I was like, oh, like, this is my like my phone, you know? So I was, like, clicking on it. I yeah. It was my phone. So they let me in. So I took photos of, of a concert that I went, and then I posted them on my Instagram, and then I DM'd them like, hey, if you, if you ever need somebody to take photos for you guys, let me know. They didn't like message me back until like three months from, from that time, and they're like, hey, our person is not showing up for like the next week. Would you be down to like fill in for that person? Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. That, that initiative. Cool. Yeah. Also, you had sent me those photos. I was working at a production company, and I was trying to get a live photographer and you sent me those photos i was trying to bring you mm -hmm. on and my boss at the time saw it and he's like oh he's out of our budget we can't <laughs> hire him no way so yeah like that's literally that's why nice. that didn't happen because he was like he's too expensive i was like ah we could probably talk yeah. to him and he's like no like we definitely <laughs> like, that's good for us. That's, i remember that yeah, that was yeah, like yeah, a year yeah. ago yeah exactly. you, that. was that before college or was that after before college, college. yeah as oh before gosh. college. I mean, the thing is that I was doing photography at least like three, four years before getting into like filmmaking, which, which I think helped me a lot because while I was doing that, I was actually, I had a mentor. His name is Sandy Halfaker, and he's a photojournalist down in San Diego. Amazing photojournalist. I mean, he does a lot of like different stuff, mm -hmm. but that's like what I mostly like helped him with. So the cool thing is that he had a bunch of assignments that he would take me along. He's like, look, you're going to just, just come along. You know, like I wasn't getting paid. I was just going along and bringing my camera out, right? And then just like, there were like demonstrations or like government things happening. Just like a bunch of random things that like happens on the news, right? So like a lot of variety that is. And the cool thing was that the photos had to happen like on the spot, you know? It's like, I couldn't plan anything because yeah. it's like real life happening, right? So I had to like frame things fast. I had to like tell the story within like five pictures, right? So I think it helped me a lot to like transition into filmmaking, um, especially as a, as a like, the main thing that I was doing in the beginning was like cinematography. So right. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So when you, I remember just from state was even in a, like in our thesis class. I mean, our thesis class was being basically a writer director. Mm -hmm. We had to make a thesis. It was a two yeah. semester class. And I remember though, you were like, "I'm D I'm a DP. Like that's what I am." Yeah. And you were like really like marketing yourself towards yeah. that. I mean, you had your stuff, but then you also like shot other people's mm -hmm. films and everything as well because obviously we all needed help <laughs> you know you can't do it on your own yeah but since you have been able to like leverage that like dp aspect mm -hmm. into doing directing and then like us like how we have a production company mm -hmm. you also have your own production mm -hmm. company because obviously like 
that's how you get things made is being yeah. able to like kind of take control mm -hmm. of it. But let's talk about from DP to mm -hmm. director because you have mm -hmm. a handful of experience at least like going into directing. Yeah. So the cool thing is that I mean in the beginning, right when I first started like filmmaking, I didn't know like what I didn't know what is each position supposed to do what. Right. I just had a camera. I wanted to shoot stuff. You know, I was saying like, oh, I'm the director. I'm the DP. I'm the gaffer whatever right i just mm -hmm. wanted to shoot stuff so in the beginning i was shooting a couple of music videos where i was doing pretty much everything i was like directing cinematography gaffing producing i mean i was doing everything right yeah. like without knowing that that's what i was doing correct yeah. well i mean that's kind of small time filmmaking i mean yeah. even now i feel like a lot of times i do a lot of more than i should be doing but um yeah right so the cool thing is i started shooting a lot of music videos where yeah i was directing and doing cinematography as well and then I just, you know, share it with people, share it online, share it on Instagram, and like people took a liking to it, you know? So I, I think I think a lot of times too, the reason why a lot of directors want to work with me, uh, at least that's what I get the vibe is that because I do have that directing sensibility to stuff, I can kind of like pick up on like their visions maybe a little faster mm -hmm. or even like collaborate and be like, well, like I think maybe we can do this. And they're like, oh, actually, I would have never thought of that, you yeah. know? So I think, um, and of course, you know, it's not like, I'm never like trying to step into anybody's toes or anything, but I feel like a lot of times it helps just like to bring the project a little better. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have a way of being able to suggest things exactly. without being like, we are going to do it this way yeah, or exactly. else. I also think too, because you had a moment outside of school where you were doing a lot of editing and I think yes. that also brings like you a have, fuller sense of what you need or what shots right. you need as a dp and as yeah. a director like how things look how things are supposed to look and how it's going to end up because yeah. even if you have like you know great shots if they don't all cut together then yeah. they're essentially useless yeah like, yeah no it's crazy because my dad he's a civil engineer a construction manager and the cool thing is that when i was little and something that i like just like stuck in my head he's like dude like before when i go to bed i'm like thinking about what we're doing tomorrow at work like i'm dreaming of what the like the, the whole building's gonna look like right so i'm like oh that's kind of that's kind of a cool like thought process so like i started doing that in just like life in general you know i was like okay what am i gonna do tomorrow and i, like, I really visualize like how like every single thing that i'm gonna do is gonna look like mm -hmm. right so i think manifesting right so so that's like yeah i mean not to get corny but <laughs> but i mean reality right so like i for example like, whenever i see i read a script like oh i can i, I can already see that it like, i can hear everything i can see yeah. the edit i can see like the performance you know i can see the lighting i can see the room whatever right i mean of course it never happens the way that you imagine it correct because a lot of different um things happening but yeah i think it helps me a lot because yeah for like like you were saying when we're doing like the shot list right i kind of know what you want and then i'm like, okay well this is what they want this is what i think i can do and this is what the edit might look like mm -hmm. right so then it's just like finding like a nice medium as a dp and as a director for both of those roles there is a sp specific person who does the shot list so what does that conversation look like and how much input do you have before that shot list is like finalized so it's crazy because depending on the director a lot of directors like making the shot list it sounds weird right but directors not dps yeah directors not DPs. interesting Inter yeah and and like so do you have to draw to be a director uh, yeah right well, no the shot list doesn't even that's like the, oh not the shot list i meant like what is the storyboard storyboards well yeah. see for example like there's a lot of i think like the coen brothers they do the storyboards themselves mm -hmm. right so again like i think it depends on the directors and like the, like for example like i'm always like look i'm i would love to do that i always love to do the shot list right because like that's what you're getting hired me for right but i yeah. feel like a lot of directors have their vision so strong 
that they already know what they want to look like to bring you on to make it better, right? So a lot of times, for example, I'm shooting a music video next week and the directors I worked with them before and they, just like a duo and they're doing, they made a shot list and they're like, okay, this is the shot list that we have an idea, like make it better, right? Mm. And, and there's, there's no like pushback on like, oh, do you like, we had it this way, we don't, we don't, we don't want to change it, right? Like they hired me for a reason, correct? So yeah, for your vision, exactly. So literally yesterday we had a meeting. We went to the shot list again for the music video. I, I, we we like changed, I think, like half of of the shots. Oh my gosh, that we had. Uh, and it, it was like nothing drastic, right? It's just like maybe a more, I would say, like artistic approach to things. Mm-hmm. And even like the lighting, we had an idea for like the the way we wanted to light it. But then I saw like a couple of things this past week. And I told them, dude, I think if we light it this way, it's gonna look way cooler, and it's gonna make and it's gonna make more sense for the story. And they were super open to it. Wow. I, I think there's like a nice in between. I think best case scenario, the director and the, and the DP have a nice meeting for however long the meeting has to be, and then you make the shot list because yeah. that way you know you're on this on the same page as well. That's what we like. Mm-hmm. That's what we, we work. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. get on a Zoom call or phone yeah. call or whatever it is and just go through the script, yeah. come through it and shot list it up. Yeah. And then you have your own production company. So when did that start? It started a little over a year ago. I think it was January 5th last year or 8th. One of the two. But yeah, so Very my, specific. Yeah. <laughs> to no. <the> day. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. yeah. I, I remember because that's when we like posted uh this year as well because we're like we're going to wait a whole year of us three working together if we like each other after a year and we like actually are making like progress you know like let's go public with it if you're not, a team of three also yeah team of three also oh, we were four but now we're three yeah it's a good number <laughs> and uh long story short you know like yeah we we did a, a good amount of projects that we like we were able to put our reel together we did like a couple like senior minutes to just like see how we work together and then to like get some stuff for a reel we produced like a couple of short films, a couple of like things for some companies and stuff. But yeah, it's been cool, a lot of work. And it's crazy because, you know, like I'm still like doing like my own thing, you know, I'm like freelancing as my own. Yeah. And then like, like with the company, right? And I mean, most of the time, whenever I'm doing anything, then I'm like, oh, I can bring like the company, I bring the company, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's been really cool. Because you all have a lot of equipment under the company. Yes, right? yes. We, we were crazy enough and we said, let's take a loan and We'll, we'll pay it off as we work and it's been working out so far. I feel very lucky. And, and the cool thing is that I was able to make a lot of good connections in college where people now that we know from school mm-hmm. contact me like, hey, there's this prey going on. They need like a production company. This is the budget. Can you guys do it? Or can you guys make it happen? You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we can. For example, we just did a, we produced an, an interview, like a talking head for a feature documentary that's an Italian documentary, but they needed a company to produce it here in LA. And we ended up uh, interviewing Shailene Woodley. Oh my gosh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I know. I mean, the great thing is that I didn't even know who we were interviewing, mm-hmm. right? It's just who like, was doing the interview? Like when you all three get together, I, I know you're a camera, mm-hmm. but what, what else do you all three do? So I do, so thanks because I'm the creative director in the company. So I do directing, cinematography, and then sometimes edit. Miguel does producing, mm-hmm. editing, Teddy does producing and sound editing. But for that interview, it was it was so crazy because actually the interview, because you know, of course the director of, of the documentary, they want to control as mm-hmm. they should. So we actually had to have like a Zoom call. So it was like Shailene Woodley was like sitting, you know, and then like where the interview should be, it was like a computer just like talking to her. Yeah. It was like pretty funny. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. but it was cool. It was really cool. Um, yeah. 
Tell us the name of your production company again. We'll plug anonymous it. Anonymous Creature. Anonymous Creature. Yeah. Why Anonymous Creature? Why did you come up with that name? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not 100% sure why. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Miguel, and Miguel explained it why. You know, he had like a whole presentation because because Miguel was the one that... <laughs> That whole presentation. No, he did. No. And everyone's like, it's cool. <laughs> it was wild because so first he approached me and then he approached everybody else. And I mean Miguel's way younger than we are. He's like 23, maybe. This is like, but he, he, he he's been doing film since he was like 15, 14 wow. in, in Mexico, right? So no, I love Miguel. So much respect for him. And he's like way more mature than he should be. Yeah, so he approached me and he showed me the presentation, like, hey, look, this is a company that that like I think like we could build. And I'm approaching you because I love this, this, and that off of you, right? Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about production company, right, is that you have different, like, strengths that, that Jessica does that you do, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that was a cool thing. It was a really cool explanation, I promise. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have to ask Miguel. I'll okay. have to bring Miguel on. Yeah, yeah, yeah bring yeah. Miguel on. Miguel um, well, I know Miguel made that name up, but I do want to say that back in the day, Whenever Hannah was producing this music video, I was ADing it and you were DPing it. And we were all oh, that is true. in we were all in Joshua Tree at an Airbnb, just waiting for it to get cooler so we could go out and shoot. Yeah, we were laying down on the bed. Yeah, laying down on the bed. And wow. Hannah did some Hannah and I did something like something like to do with the dynamic of like standing on our heads but then talking about knitting or something yeah. like that like dynamic of like being playful and yeah. young and old at the same time and carlos was the one that said you guys are just a couple of old girls oh that's yeah. right so he came up with oh, our client, like oh, and we were like hannah and i both looked at each other and like we kind of just like clocked it as like, like what like the that. we are old girls. How long ago yeah. was this? A long time ago. Like I would say like, at least two years ago. Was it two, two years? years? Two years ago. Year and a half, two year years. Half, well, yeah. it was over the summer before year, I graduated. Yeah. Before uh, you no, graduated? No, it was right after I graduated. So were you down here? Oh, no, wait, you weren't down here yet. And I wasn't, I was in Huntington still. Yeah. Well, I can, I can definitely go on Instagram. That's true. Scroll back to yeah, that, that was, was yeah. so, so cool. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Carlos. June 2021. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so Carlos is basically named us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much like 5% of everything you made. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Next yeah. question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Um, short film at San Francisco State. It was by Cameron Lovey. She was in her class as well, thesis class. And the short film name is Dusk. I, it's crazy because, I mean, I legit, I would say like DP, kind of, like one thing before that. Mm -hmm. But that one was just like... That was epic. Yeah, that, I'm not going to lie. Like everything about that short film was so epic. And I remember like feeling like, holy shit, like I'm actually... I'm not bad, you know, like, like I can actually do this. <laughs> yeah, you know? Val was in that, which yeah. is who we, we've worked with before. Yeah. And I remember Cameron had her her appendix burst or something while you guys were out there. Fun fact, even worse, I had a really bad tooth infection that I almost died because, <laughs> no, this is, no, this is a real thing. You, you, I, so that happened like a day the week off the short film as well. So it was like a mess, buddy. Like I swear. Oh, but it was yeah, gorgeous. It was worth it. Yeah, it was <laughs> worth it. What? Oh me, my gosh. Me. The yeah. focus you must have had to go. No, it was that wild. It was it that. was horrible. It was yeah. it was it was 
horrible. I, yeah, I remember when we like when we uh, posted this on social media, it was like, oh, you guys are actually oh doing work. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, this is just gorgeous. And the, okay, so the funny thing, so fun oh, fact, Miguel, <laughs> yeah. Miguel was the first AD for yeah. that, and Miguel and I hated each other. Oh, what? we hated each That's other. That's about Hannah too in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> just we had a. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised we're even where we are now. Yeah. It works. It works. But but seriously, though, like Miguel and I hate each other because because I did I didn't really well, know how 80s? to make a shot list though. Oh really? Yeah. So Miguel was like, "What the hell is he is he doing?" And the thing is, again, Miguel's been doing this. He's like 15. Yeah. You know? And so, ADs are very much in charge. Like they're oh, the yeah. schedule, yeah. and they're the the one on top of time. Production so if you're not taking much, yeah. like yeah, if you're you know, messing with, not messing with the time, but, you know, like, essentially taking too long on yeah. a shot or something like that, it's... There can be a lot of friction. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so the funny thing is that, you know, if you see, you can tell there's, like, some fog and stuff, right? So mm -hmm. it looks just, like, very, like, high production. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that Miguel was like, no, you guys have to start at 10 because, you know, we don't want people to, like, wake up, like, at 5 a.m. It's, like, really cold. And I was like, dude, I don't care. So, yeah. so I talked to Cameron the night before and, and to the producers, I was like, hey, if you can leave the night before... And then everybody else can like catch up to us. That's cool, but like I want those shots to look this way, and we have to wake up at five a.m. And that's part of the the thing is like yeah. getting that shot, like to make it look beautiful, especially if you're like shooting outside, outside. or whatever, and you you have to work with the elements. Yeah, yeah. it's not and just, low budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. It's, it's not like you can, can just like fog. yeah bring a shit ton of fog machines out. Exactly. Like, no, no it's, way. No yeah. way. The funny thing is that Miguel, when it was like the, the it was not it was the first day. And we were like three hours ahead of schedule, you know, because we were just shooting and, and we were even adding shots. We were just like killing it, right? Yeah. And Miguel comes, comes up to me and he's like, dude, he's like, I hate to say this, but I was like, this dude either knows what the fuck he's doing or he's gonna, or he's gonna fuck up. <laughs> the shot film really, really bad. Yeah. You know, he's like, I, I guess you know what you're doing. Yeah. So after that, we like, we like talk here and there, you know, and then, yeah, we ended up working together. Well, I think too, like what you're saying, is because you started off with photography like you understood like how to frame something yeah. you understood like a camera like mm -hmm. all the you know different elements that go mm -hmm. into that and though you didn't like necessarily know like the shot list like essentially like you didn't necessarily know working on set exactly. you had the backbone of like the technique yeah. to like go in and how to do yeah. the things and paint your picture yeah make it look beautiful which yeah. is in the end of the at the end of the day at least for the dp that's yeah, kind of what matters, kind of what matters. you know how do you as you know an independent filmmaker and in your production company mm -hmm. how do you choose your people and how do you choose the projects that you want to take on great question well working with people to me is just like you just have to work with people right i mean just like knowing people on set correct like i know there's like at least like 30 people right now that I wouldn't work with them ever again. Like, I don't care if the budget is crazy. I don't care if I'm getting paid a million dollars. I just wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, to me, just, like, I remember a, a very important thing to me is I might, like, I hate putting a price on my time. I think I was, like, 20 when I, like, really put an emphasis on that. It's like, dude, like, I'm not going to work for a minimum wage. Like, mm -hmm. you're telling me that my time is worth 15 bucks an hour? Mm -hmm. My time, my life, to hang out with people that I don't like? to serve other people you know i was like no wait right so so when i, I started working on, on the film industry and just like having our own production company i was like i want to make sure that i'm working with people that i enjoy that i really like you know that they're not going to go to a set and they're going to like go dress just like all dirty and smell bad 
and like be rude to people, right? So everyone that I work with, I want to make sure because that's my name as well, right? Like it's yeah. a company's name and mm -hmm. stuff. So I want to make sure that whoever's showing up to set knows what they're doing. Everybody's like at the same level, right? Of skill level. And everybody's just respectful. You're reliable, you know? Like I had a, there's maybe like two people that I really been wanting to work with, but they just like dropped the ball a couple of times. And I was like, I just can't. I just can't, yeah. you know, because because like I don't, I don't want to have to like make a, a phone call the day of the shoot and be like, hey, you know what? This person's not showing up anymore. I need you to like, I need somebody else to like cover that, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not doable. So yeah, I think to me, it's just all about getting to know people, you know, on different sets. And then just if I, if I like them, cool, bring them on, you know? For example, like for a lot of our shoots, for, for like our gaffy, and I always have my friend named Nick because like he always shows up on time. He knows what he's doing. He knows his equipment. Very nice. We like we like know each other yeah. like by a lot, you know, mm -hmm. already. Uh, like I was saying, like Miguel, that's the sound, you know? So I, I think it's like shoots get bigger. Of course, you bring like extra people, right? But he's always just like, I just want to make sure that I can like trust you 100% because I don't want to look bad. Right? Yeah, so you have your core people exactly. regardless. Yeah, regardless. And, and of course, you know, there's always like here and there where like different sound person or different, you know, like things here and there. Well, because some people like book up. Or exactly, like, you know, book up, yeah. you know, good for them. But uh, yeah, no. So how much say as a DP and a director, when you get hired on these bigger projects, how much say do you have to bring in your own people or do they kind of set that up for you? Oh, I would say most of the time they set that up for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean like bigger brands and bigger companies, they don't really, they rarely hire a full production company unless they work with a production company like often. What about as a DP though? Can you bring in your, your first uh, AC and second AC and stuff? As a DP, yeah, you can most likely be your first AC because like nobody's gonna hire you to DP and then just like put a random like first AC on you because it's like if the first AC hasn't never worked with you before and they don't really know your lenses, your camera, whatever gear you're using, do good luck because <laughs> if they Less mess stressful. up, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you like, if, if it doesn't like, you know, if you guys don't mesh together, the shoot's gonna be like a shit show. And so. can you explain to us like the different jobs on on camera? Yes. So there's the director of photography or right. cinematographer. And right? what does that person do? So like we were saying, you know, like that's a person that pretty much helps the, the director, you know, bring the, their vision to actual life and to actual picture, right? And they're the ones that are like kind of like planning what the shots are going to look like, what the lighting's going to look like. Uh, of course, help with the gaffer. And then you have the first AC, which is a person that pulls focus for you. I think it's the most stress stressful job ever. Mm -hmm. It's the most stressful job on set. And focus is the like what you're actually seeing that's in focus. In literal focus, yeah. yeah, you know, literal focus. So you would actually see, I've seen a couple like big movies where they messed up the focus and I'm like, I cannot imagine how many things they did that because like they probably messed up a couple of times, right? If, if they have to like keep that take or maybe, I don't know if maybe the, the, the performance, the performance the was like stronger, that. you know, yeah. but even then it's like, that's, that's bad, right? Yeah. So again, I think first AC most stressful job ever. I would never do it. I've done it like a couple of times, but mm -hmm. just for a friend. And then you have the second AC, which is like the person that's in charge of like helping you, you know, like change the lenses, clean the lenses, you know, make like help you build a camera as well, uh, which the first AC does as well. Like, you know, build your camera, your rig that is, depending for the, the job that you're doing. Right. So, so they're very knowledgeable, you know, and like a, a lot of people do second AC and then first AC as like, a means to like become a director of photography right uh, because it's pretty hard yeah and then 
the second AC will do the slate as well. Yes, yeah. Second AC, second AC will literally their one, if not one of their main jobs, is, is slating for the scenes as mm -hmm. well. Yes. And slating is just doing like the clapping. Yeah, the clap. yeah. So you can sync on post and not go crazy. Yeah. And then sometimes there are cam ops as well when yes. you get on big productions. Yeah, big productions. A, a lot, a lot of times the DP will like cam op as well, mm -hmm. uh, because you know, like I feel like one cool thing about being a DP is that I don't want to say all of them, but I feel like a lot of really good DPs have this like sensibility on like the performance that the person is doing. Mm -hmm. So like, you might change the way that you're shooting the shot, right? Just like on the spot or move the camera in a way that you were not supposed to in the beginning, just because of the performance, right? Right. A lot of, I feel like sometimes a lot of cam ops don't have that sensitivity, you know? So a lot of times you, you would have the, the director of photography, you know, the DP do cam up it themselves. If it's like a very specialized shot, yeah, of course, you know, you have like- Your crane operators. Your crane operators, and, yeah. you have like your easy rig operators. I mean, yeah. uh, your um, like gimbal stuff. I yeah. mean, there's so many drone. rigs, drone. Yeah, I mean, there's just too many rigs, right? Mm -hmm. That you have specialized for that. But for like more like mid, to like low budget things, the DP probably does like most of the stuff. Right. Yeah. It's all about the budget. So what's been your favorite job to date now that you're freelancing? Mm -hmm. Chapters. Just kidding. <laughs> Better be that. Yeah. Yeah. What's been your favorite uh, favorite job? I think the short documentary that I did back in like 2021, I did this documentary, this short documentary in a boxer in San Diego mm -hmm. called El Gallo de Oro. And this is like a documentary on this boxer from San Diego, Latino, and uh, his record's like 28 and 0. You know, professional boxer, that's insane, 28 and 0. And it was like his, his first big hometown fight. It was like, it was gonna be on ESPN, you know, like top rank is like one of, if not like the main uh, boxing uh, promotion company that there is. So it was like big stakes, right? It's like, he that was his fight for him to show if like he had like a true like hometown following. And like we're gonna put you on like national TV prime time. Can you perform? Right. Mm -hmm. So like, so he did, you know. And that's what like the documentary is. Just like a couple of days of like him prepping for it, the date off, the right of the fight, and the actual fight, uh, which I was not supposed to film, but <laughs> did it anyways. And yeah, so I loved it because I mean I, I did everything for that, you know. But I, I think like that's, that's one of the cool things about documentary work is that you can like just just do your that yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to like depend on other people if you have the equipment. And you have like the time for it, then you can do it. Well, you know? and you're forced you? to be small yeah, because you can't be have a huge footprint exactly. like how normally. Yeah, you're you're yeah. not necessarily there to like I don't know like big like set dress. Yeah, or, set it you know, all. You're there to capture, you capture the, moment. the moment. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. And, and again, like I, I think what helped me was you know like with my mentor because he's a photojournalist. Like I, I feel like I'm so well trained now. I'll just like being there and like. Again, like the sensitivity, you know, mm -hmm. of like the moment and stuff, of like capturing that stuff. Yeah, I love that project because I had like literally all the control in the world for it, you know? Well, and I, sorry, I think that too with the documentary too, with your documentary work, again, it's one of those things like with photography, like being able to capture those those moments mm -hmm. in time and having that practice mm -hmm. behind it it's helped you like a narratively because yeah, you can lot. work quickly, yeah. which is great for small budget because that means that they're paying people like less time yeah. and um you can get more things done quicker and and still have it be massive quality yeah, yeah i mean I, I always aim for my things to look like 10 times that's like way more produced than it should it's cool because so that's your film the documentary that i did for that i showed it to like a couple people and like i wasn't gonna like submit it anywhere you know i literally just submitted it to that place because it's like it's one of like the, the top uh, latino film festivals you know in the us yeah. or like in the world 
And I was like, I don't really want to submit it. Then I showed it to a couple of my friends. They're like, oh, this, this looks like something like HBO did or like Showtime <laughs> did, you know, because like Showtime does a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I showed it to a couple of our, of our professors uh, back at SFSU. And they're like, dude, like, I, I didn't even notice that this was like a documentary. I thought this was like, just like a, like a narrative short wow. film. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Then like, it, it, well, it did its job and it looks like, like this, it, like if you, if you think that it's a narrative, you know, there's yeah. like a, then there's a story there, yeah. right? And, and there's, and there's like good, uh, like that nice like balance of like different emotions in it or whatever it might be. So when they said that, I was like, okay, dude, whatever. I'm gonna submit it. If it gets in, cool. If not, I can care less because like, this is not what I was trying to do, right? So yeah, you got in. And that documentary has gotten me so much, so many jobs. I mean, like that's my that's my main piece. That like when people when people like see my website or stuff, they're like, dude, that thing that you did mm-hmm. looks amazing, looks really cool, and like I can't believe you did all of that yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I'm very proud of that because I feel like a lot of times I do have like a vision that I get so like this is my baby, and like if I can do it myself and everything, and it's gonna look the way I wanted to make it look, and be like a true vision of what it's supposed to be like, that's just like to me amazing. Because again, I have like full control on it. Mm-hmm. So is that someone you knew and you saw a storyline or was it, he was like, hey, I'm going through this and mm-hmm. he knew you and brought you on? How did that all come to No, be? so the cool thing is I was working at the boxing club as a in-house video production guy. But I mean, I was like producing, directing, DPing, mm-hmm. coloring, editing, sound. I mean, I was doing everything for them, right? And the cool thing is that, you know, I met a lot of fighters because I have three gyms in San Diego and he was one of like their like the coaches that taught there. So, I mean, I didn't know who he was, right? I just like heard like, oh, there's this guy in like the downtown gym. He's like a professional boxer. His record's insane. He's like super cool. And it's crazy because like even without knowing what he looked like, I like knew who he, I was like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, this is the guy. This has to be the guy because he's training like twice a day. Mm-hmm. He's like eating healthy every single day. He just looks like... He looks fight ready and like and like you're not supposed to look fight ready all year long right mm-hmm. but he's so committed right that i was like dude this has to be the only guy because no other person comes to the gym as often as he does looks as good as he does and like puts in the work as much as he does mm-hmm. so i just approached him like hey are you geo he's like oh yeah dude like he's like, oh you're the new video person i'm like yeah so like we just like started developing a a nice uh i was like a friendship i, I can call him my friend and just me being me i was like how can i you know like speed up the process of like getting to know him or like getting his inner circle. So I started paying his dad as his actual coach to like coach me like private, like once or twice a week for like the, for like, for like the next like four or five months. Right. Oh because gosh. I was like, I, I, need, I need to get in their circle, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it cost me money, right. To like yeah. for that stuff, but it worked out at the end, you yeah, know, an investment, investment so a literal yeah. investment. Right. So yeah. That also just tells you that you can be working anywhere. Yeah. But if you're practicing your craft and incorporating your passion into the side jobs or anything that you're doing, it can totally pay off. Mm -hmm. Well, and like, it's good to have other hobbies, like as a filmmaker and like Mm -hmm. another life outside of like filmmaking, because otherwise all you'll know is filmmaking and how boring is, I mean, some, how can you portray life if you don't have a life? Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 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 Speaking of, how do you balance your life? How do you balance, <laughs> you balance like work and personal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this no stunts. <laughs> this well, is it's, it's 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 a good question, and I I think like sometimes there's like no balance. Sometimes there's like a little bit of balance, you know. And like by like no balance, I mean like just either like for the next like two three months is just work 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 work, you know. And maybe like a month is just like 
work slows down, right? If you're freelancing and stuff. So there's like, you get that time to yourself and to hang out, do whatever you want, correct? So I think, especially now, and I think as time goes on, right? You're able to like pick and choose what jobs you want to do, right? So you can actually like have some free time to hang out with like, there's a significant other and stuff or not. Like my girlfriend that everybody knows, <laughs> you're like, we met. I think I've met her. Oh, I, Oh, Why? Oh, I can't wait. She's though. the better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's it's amazing. true. No, it's true. So, she's so, amazing. so the cool thing, you know, is that I met her before going to college. Actually. I just know she's gorgeous because I've seen clothes. Oh, she's yeah. stunning. Oh, Supermodel. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we met before uh, before I went to college. Like I was working at Red Lobster, you know, and I was like doing like photography on the side. I wasn't Wait, even doing video. You worked at Red Lobster. I was working at Red Lobster. Yeah. I worked at Oh, damn, look at us. And, uh, I feel like those are like the same thing. Yeah, it's just like the same type of chain. It's yeah. disgusting. But um, long story short, like, I remember it was it was such a crazy, because uh, we met in January, and then I left, you know, in the fall to go to San Francisco. And I remember like we were going to the to the San Diego Fair, Del Mar Fair. And on the way back, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, you know what, like, I, I really, for my life, I really want to like be, like, I want to be a filmmaker, you know, so I'm going to go to school. And like, I just want to pay my bills with like filmmaking. And, and she was always so supportive, you know? And I remember like a year after that, I was already going to San Francisco State, right? And I was like home for the summer. And we were just like, once again, at the Del Mar Fair. And I was like, oh, do like, and by then I was like in San Diego and, and I was actually getting a lot of work, you know, like doing like videos and stuff in San Diego and like more photography. And I was like, do you like, I, I remember like telling you that like, this is what I wanted to do. And like, I'm doing it. And like, you've been so supportive, you know? And I mean, even until, even now, like she understands that my schedule can get crazy. I don't know where, right? So yeah, no, I think, I think having somebody that understands like what you want to do, but like truly understands. Cause like when we first started dating and even, you know, when, before we moved to LA together, even though we don't live together yet, I was like, look, like, this is my life. This is what I want to do. I know I told you this at the beginning and I keep telling you every year. And I was like, and you know, and, and, I, and I told her this and she's like, I'll stop saying that. But I was like, look, like if you ever want to leave me, because like my job is insane. And like you, you like everything that like, maybe I'm, I'm not giving you enough time or anything. Like, even though I try my best to, right. I'm like, I'm not going to hold any grudges because like, I, I know like all the support that you have given me and stuff. And like, I couldn't ask for like a better partner. Right. So I think just having somebody that understands that it's like, brings because she definitely brings all the balance to my life Cause they, <laughs> no because no seriously though because like if it wasn't for her i'll be working. bring her on the podcast <laughs> yeah, right? no but seriously though because like if it wasn't for her i would be working like twice as much probably mm-hmm. you know but, but like no. she helps you like slow down exactly and, like, oh big time oh my god big time and... yeah yeah like i wasn't <sighs> traveling until i met her because like, i was just like i just want to work 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 mm-hmm. right but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On another note, what is your uh, biggest project to date, and what was your position on it? Cool. So biggest project to date, <laughs> uh, I directed a, a, a music video for Disney. Um, yeah, it was really cool, super cool experience, and just like interviewing, you know, like talking to like real like like real executives, right? Like Hollywood executives, and like. Like the machine, you know, people always talk about like the machine and working for the machine and stuff. Um, well, essentially working for a client. Yeah, well, is. for a client, but it's like, like, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, like in Hollywood, right? Like Disney's like one office, not the biggest production company, yeah, right? Yeah. So you have to be able to like interview with like, a company like that and 
like because these these producers right they have interviewed how many people in their whole career you know so you're like damn dude i'm just like i'm 28 i i don't know what i'm doing here right because other directors are like 30 something right like some of them are like dj already mm-hmm. so i'm like do like i'm like the youngest one here so i was like kind of nervous but i think it gave me like a lot of confidence and it gave me a lot of just like maybe like a little like taste of like what the features gonna be like mm-hmm. right because like i mean a lot of directors i mean that was my biggest job a lot of people are doing jobs like that like twice a month three mm-hmm. times a month right it's like something normal for them correct for me it's not normal to work for like somebody that big or like a, a project with like of that dimension or, or that client so i think it gave me like a nice taste of it but yeah that was really cool i learned a lot it was crazy how did you um how did you get that job so the way I got the job was because I I shot this show. I did like some video for this like concert. The person that hired me worked for one for one of the production companies as a producer that was part of that project. And she actually contacted me to, to do cinematography for you know for for one of the music videos. And I was like, oh hell yeah, dude! So I sent her like a lot of the work that I'd done. I sent her my website, and then she sent that to to the other producers, right, of, of, of the production companies, plus the Disney people. And they're like, hey, like, who directed this, this and that project? You know, they picked like two projects that, that I directed. It was like the documentary that I directed and like two more music videos that I directed and shot myself. I was like, oh, actually, I, I, I did like the directing as well. And they're like, oh, no way. And they're like, like, do you want to interview for like to like direct one of them? And I was like, so <laughs> I was, I, I was like, it just like blew my mic. So I was like, damn, dude, like no freaking way. Like this is for Disney, right? So yeah, so then I did the interviews. You know, we went over like my process and stuff, the work that I'd done. And how I wanted to approach a music video um, because you know it's Disney. Like Disney has like their own look. They have like their own IP that needs to be yes, their IP. Exactly, by so, many, but different so people. many people. I mean, it was nuts because two days before the actual production, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have a, a quick, you know, like pre-pro meeting and like just like to go over it again, just with some some Disney people." It was like fifty people, like that I never heard or like saw before that day. You know, so I was I don't know who anybody's here, and I had to like present it all right. So it was nuts. Oh my I, gosh, that's stressful. It was super well, stressful. The amount of like like concepts you yeah. went through. Yeah. So I ended up going yeah. through like five different concepts on five different days, because like one it was like now nah, you can only shoot in these locations, so there's no way. Another one is like oh it's too dark. Another one is like oh it's like. So you had to pitch all of these ideas to them, and then uh, they picked one. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, and they so, kept like kind of shooting it. Yeah. Down. So, You're so, so, no. So, 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 so no. No. So the crazy thing though is that like. The, like one person like or producer would approve it and then like it goes like one more level and it's like okay approve and then like no or like mm-hmm. one person wouldn't approve it and somehow like the other level people saw it they're like yes they're like no no we cannot shoot it because this and that so it's just like so many people Oof. that have to approve it right because it's like all these like moving parts and, and whatnot but I, I mean i thought it was a great what a great experience it was a great experience mm-hmm. yeah i mean i was just no so i was calling her like every day it was like stress it's uh-huh. so stressed yeah. i remember that time because yeah. i think we wanted you for something we're like oh yeah and jess is like carlos can't do anything for the next two weeks <laughs> yeah, yeah, no way. yeah no way was, she's like was, he is focused yeah. and this is all he needs to focus yeah. on we cannot bother him i'm not asking him for anything yeah no no and, it's, awesome. and, and that's a cool thing like talking about like balance right it's like having people that you trust that you can actually like you know like just talk right i, I think that helps a lot especially like in our world you know yeah yeah things get pretty crazy pretty quick and that's the thing too, right? It's like I don't I mean I I didn't want to fuck up, just plain mm-hmm. and simple. Because it's like if I fuck up now, they know a lot of more people, mm-hmm. right? And those a lot of more people know a lot of more people. And it, and it's just like well, you know, and then effect. like how many opportunities could you possibly Except lose like out that. because yeah. of that one time that you yeah. Mm-hmm. 
high pressure, high stakes. Super high pressure, high stakes. But it was good. I mean, they. <laughs> but it was uh, great. Yeah, it was it. great. Uh, it's, it's crazy because like I I remember the first like hour I was like I, I got there like an hour earlier just to say hi to everybody, right? And then the first hour, so I was a little nervous. And then after that, I was just like, dude, like this is what I was meant to do, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it, like I just felt so like just ready, and, and I felt so just like happy being there, and and, and th things went like I, I want to say very smoothly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it was great. It was a great experience. Great experience. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, look at you. Okay, so with your production company mm -hmm. now, if someone were to pitch to you, what are like the themes and storylines or messages that you are drawn to making? See, so that's a great question because I feel like I should be very specific. But it's just like, if you can tell me a story that I can relate in any way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm down to do it. Mm -hmm. If it's like a cool story that I think like people are going to watch it and enjoy it, it would go, like we're, we are producing right now a, a short film that I DP on. The characters in that story does not look like anything like me. I would never live a life like that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's like an entertainment story, an, an entertaining story, and I think like, I think it's great. I'm a, I, I, I love that short film. I cannot wait to finish it. And I think, um, yeah, it's just, and, and that's why I, th I think that's one thing that I hate where like a lot of people just want to like pigeonhole even themselves, you mm -hmm. know, or like pigeonhole like, oh, like we're only doing this. It's like, dude, like cinema is not just like set stories that like somebody's going to watch and like somebody's going to like relate to it so hardcore you know like cinema was made to entertain it's like it's, it's entertainment business you know mm -hmm. which is why i hate when people go like oh dude like marvel movies are not cinema i'm oh, like yeah i'm, I'm incredible like incredible cinematic experience yeah, exactly yeah. you know it's like you're going like is it entertaining you yes it's like just because it's not hitting every single aspect of cinema does not mean that like it's not cinema you know it's like if somebody goes like dude you're not mexican because you don't live in mexico or blah 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 you know it's like what the fuck do you mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, just because I'm not like every single thing that I'm like supposed to be, doesn't mean that I'm not that, you know? So yeah, like, I mean, yeah, no, I, we're trying to produce hopefully my short film next year. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I love any stories that, again, it can entertain, you know, be a good message and can relate to people, mm -hmm. right? Like there's, there's really no like rocket science that goes into it. Uh, if, if it's entertaining, I like that because I feel like a lot of people nowadays pigeonhole themselves because they're like, I want to say this specific message, yeah. but that's just going to narrow your audience. Always. Right? What's one piece of advice to DPs and directors starting out? You're probably going to, oh, I don't know if this is going to fuck up, but <laughs> no, seriously, because you're, like, you're, you're probably going to have to only do that for the next like five to eight years. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you really want to do that as a working person, you better like use all your money, all your time into like just doing what you want to do. Because mm -hmm. if you don't like, how many, I mean, I mean, you all know like how many people want to be directors? Yeah. Millions. Who, how many people want to be DPs? <laughs> Millions, you know? But there's a ton <laughs> of people. Not over here. But there's a ton of people out there who want to do it, who have like, like more money to be able to do yeah. it more resources to be able Correct. to like go and, that, and do it and get ahead th that so. is true so now it's like well like i mean that's what anything in life you know but it's like are, are just because you have like some things that other people can't like if you have a fucking camera if you have an iphone you can direct some shit. yeah you know what i mean is yeah. that is that simple right and, and i think that's one one cool thing that i saw like casey nasdaq right his thing was just like dude you, you just gotta go and do shit 
Mm. Like if you have an iPhone, you can be you, like you can start making anything. Mm. You know, Apple so, sponsor us. Please. Yeah, right. <laughs> Apple <laughs> and Starbucks <laughs> sponsoring me too. Yeah. No, uh, but seriously though, you know, like I, I think that's like, for example, like, and I said this like before, and I said, I'll say it fucking all the time. I had a lot of friends that wanted to like they want to do what I'm doing, right? But when we, we were younger, they were spending their money like going on trips, buying a car. I'm like, dude, you're literally have, they have spent well like over fifty thousand dollars on like a stupid car that's doing the same thing as like a way cheaper car right just like taking you from point a to point b correct okay. so i'm like you just gotta be smart about like the time and your money yeah of course like there's always gonna be somebody that has more than you always well you know? and i think too like i mean i've had so many friends that are like pas that are like nervous like kind of start doing what they mm -hmm. want to do but it's like you just gotta, you do, just gotta it do it you're gonna start off bad like that's oh, like the thing yeah. is you're of gonna course. be bad Dude, you, and that's how you learn is and to you're do gonna it. be bad for a long time yeah you know you're gonna be bad I'm for a still long bad. time no, but a lot of people are worried about you know doing stepping like making a wrong move or like burning bridges but like you said as long as you're a good person yeah. you show up on time you're professional yeah. you're gonna learn and grow i feel like a lot of actors feel that way too like i can't do this until i have a website which yeah. is not a thing anymore i can't do this until i have these mm -hmm. headshots from this person mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. like okay you're just prolonging your journey and yeah. I tell a lot of my friends, you know, like, if I go to your Instagram, and this is like, I tell everybody, I'm like, if I go to your Instagram, and I cannot tell your director, you're fucked. If I, <laughs> if I go to your Instagram, I cannot tell you're an actress, you're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to my Instagram, you cannot tell, like, IDP and I direct, like, I'm fucked, right? Because, like, now social media is, like, yeah. such an easy access for anybody to look at your work yeah. and, like, mm -hmm. and, like, put your name in somebody else's, like, head, you know? Yeah. So, and, and it's cool. I think the cool thing about, like, social media and showing, and showing your work is that like people can actually see like the progress that you're making you know so like yeah you're gonna be bad in the beginning but if you can like posting and showing and just doing and doing you know like people are gonna be like oh shit like they've been doing it for a while mm -hmm. and they got really fucking good at this mm -hmm. you know and they didn't stop right because like you just shows like that perseverance that and right. people like following people's journeys. Exactly. They like seeing yeah. they like We're, seeing them. yeah people are weird well and <laughs> like, no, it's true though. i think too like i mean part of all of this is like you also market yourself mm -hmm. You know, it's not just what you can do and what you've done. Like part of like seeing progress is seeing quote unquote the hero's journey, yeah. aka yourself, yeah. your own journey of getting better and like working on yeah. stuff and seeing progress and seeing growth. The main character. You are the main character. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you are the main though. character in your story. I mean, I met you last. Yeah. I mean, I love working with you. Thank I know you. we've just Likewise. worked together like a couple times, yeah. but whenever your name comes up with the three of us, it's just. Oh God, he's so amazing! Like, oh, oh, oh he, yeah, he, he's working, he's doing this, or oh my thank gosh, isn't you. he just incredible? And so it's it's always good vibes. It's, I will say too, amazing. one thing that's like stood out to me is you work well with women. Well, dude, it's like, yeah, that's, yo, that's very true. Yo, funny story. When I was like a little kid, and this is not just because I, it's not like I was like picking and choosing, and I and like it's not like I like I was like, oh I love women, right? But when I was like, <laughs> a little kid, no, but like no, like like no joke, like when I was like I a kid. It. Let's remember too. We started off I talking know, about the boobs. <laughs> yeah, right? I love women. No, but those no, are the sound bites from the yeah, right? <laughs> No, but like I remember in, in elementary school. Yeah, I played like a lot of soccer. You know, they played soccer during like lunchtime. But like I always like hung out with girls, mm -hmm. and like the kids, the boys, like you know, they're like, "Dude, you're you're gay," you know, like, <laughs> like "Dude, you're gay." Like you're also hanging out with women, right? And, and I remember being like, especially you know, when you're grew up in Mexico. Like that's like a big no no mm. because because it's still like a very conservative place you know and it's like mm -hmm. a very like a just like Catholic you know uh, a country overall 
And like, I remember being like, damn, dude, that's bad. And, but then I didn't care. You know, I, I still hang out with girls a lot. I, I, I like love to dance, you know? So it's like kids, boys are not dancing, you know? So I would yeah. like dance with, with like, with like my girlfriends and stuff. And then I remember like one time I got in trouble because this kid called me like the F word, you know, like mm-hmm. in Spanish. And then he like ripped this uh, necklace that I had for uh, like, uh, what's, what are those necklaces that you get from like the beach? The Pucal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he like ripped it. And then he like ran and like come, you know, the F word. And I was, and we were like dancing. I was dancing with this girl. I got pissed. And we're like in school. So I like ran after him. And I like beat him up. And because I was, I was pissed, you know. Because, yeah. you know, my mom got me that from like a, like a trip that we had. Oh. And, and like the, the t-shirt came, the principal came. And like, hey, what the hell happened? Because like, I, I, I truly beat up this kid. He was just like this horrible story. But long story short, the teacher was like, what happened? And the girls are like, dude, like we were just dancing. But he came, he like kicked Carlos on the back, called him like, you know, the F word, pulled his like chain, and then he just like dipped. And she was like, oh, okay, like you're not in trouble. And then and then she said, she's like, dude, like that's when I help you in life because like you feel so comfortable with women and you like respect them that like a lot of people like don't get, like they don't understand that until like later on, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think having my mom as a like strong women figure, because my mom used to be a rep. Like my mom was like this like woman that was like, super active. She was ribbed. And like she, like, I never saw my mom, no, I, I never saw my dad doing anything that my mom couldn't do, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, if, if they were doing, like, construction in the house, my mom was just, like, bam, just, like, construction, you know? Yeah. I mean, she was doing everything, you know? And because she was working out, I was, like, it's crazy because, like, my dad, I mean, my dad doesn't work out. He's never, so my mom was just, like, always, like, the strong person, you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I thought it was amazing. And then seeing my grandma, my mom's mom, she's, like, somebody that didn't, you know, especially back in the day. She like didn't go to school, you know, but like she was still strong enough and everything smart enough to, you know, like raise eight kids. Yeah, that's insane. You know, yeah. it's insane. So yeah, I think I think having my mom as a strong, as like women in my life from the get go kind of helped me. Just like oh well, like we're all the same. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. it's just interesting because I remember in thesis, like you didn't shoot my thesis. One, there was a conflict. Wrong choice. Yeah. I, Wrong sh- choice. Okay, well, <laughs> Wrong choice. Not well, bitter or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, shot, I shot it at the same time as Rocio shot hers, which was when oh, what you were yeah. shooting. So you shot Cameron's and Rocio's and then your own yeah. thesis. And I just had a bad experience with my DP. And I had one DP and then one cam op, essentially. And my cam op I loved. She was like a good friend, but... I just had a, an interesting experience with my DP. I just mm-hmm. didn't feel kind of like there's a little bit of like not a lot of respect, I think. There was a little bit of interestingness going on. I'm just saying anything crazy. Yeah. But whenever it came to chapters, that's why I thought of you is because you turned out great work. And I was like, oh, well, he's like worked with women well, yeah. clearly two of them. And both people, like I was with Cameron mm-hmm. and Rocio during the pandemic and everything, like we were meeting up all the mm-hmm. time and they always had amazing things yeah. to say about oh, you. Cool. So it just goes to show. And since we worked on a lot, a lot together, um, it's going to be a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. hundred. So, so yeah, no choice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, even like, like the, the short film that we're having produced, that it's a it's a woman for uh, director Phoebe yeah Phoebe Pope Phoebe. she's Phoebe. great amazing yeah. Uh, but yeah I don't know I again like I I think my parents did great uh, just like once again just like everybody's the same you should have the same respect for everybody right well and you just have like a good humility about you as well you know like you don't have like a high ego 
I think at yeah, all. very true. I mean, I think at that all. you are confident in yourself, yeah. but it's not like you're not going to bulldoze someone over for yeah. your way. You know, you're yeah. going to you're going to properly collaborate. And yeah. that's something that's again with working with people. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is like just because you produce great stuff doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it's going to like you want to work with that yeah. person. There's a plenty of people who can produce great stuff. Yeah. There's plenty of people who are good out you know, a good worker, but if you can be both, yeah. then that's like where you're going to fly. I think that came from playing sports growing up. Cause yeah. you know, I always play soccer growing up. Mm -hmm. So I think like that helped me a lot and just like understanding, you know, like everybody has a role to do and it's a team. Everybody here has the same objective, right? Winning no matter what. So I think it helped me a lot. We've um, said that multiple times on other episodes. Like this yeah. is a team sport. It's a team sport. Yeah. It's literally a team sport, right? Like, if you're playing like a midfield and you want to like attack the whole time, he's like, dude, like, we don't need that right now. Well, right? Like, so. we're on set. I mean, majority, like we don't work a nine to five. Yeah. We work like 12 plus hour days. So if like, you're not you're... fun to work with, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to get comfortable with your people. Yeah. All right. So we brought up one last thing. So we did mm -hmm. brought up Instagram. So where do you want to direct people to where they could follow you, follow your work? Cool. So my Instagram, literally at it's Carlos Sanchez. Super simple at it's Carlos Sanchez. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Definitely. But yes. Thank you so much, Carlos. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Carlos. We love Carlos. It's so nice having you. You've been you. such an inspiration and oh, such an encourager you. of me. And I know thank all of you. us that yes. it's just nice to pick your brain. Of course. So thank you for your time. Any, no, thank you for having me. And any questions, always reach out. Oh, we have more. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to the Get Set Podcast, an old girls entertainment production. For all extra goodies, join our Patreon crew at patreon.com slash oldgirlsentertainment, also linked down in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you throughout the season, so please email us at getsetpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, go get set.